0: fantasy fans and welcome to swords and satire the podcast where we turn low fantasy into high art i'm your dungeon manager jamie mochel here with my godly co-hosts
1: i'm chelsea hollowell an angel who's just hanging out in my crypt i wanted some me time and there's people like coming into my house trying to bother me asking me for help
2: rude yeah very rude yeah, that's rough. No privacy anywhere. Yeah. But me, myself, my name is Jack Olander, and I'm a divinium knife, just living it up nice and sharp. And hey, oh, is that a warrior nun picking me up? What's she doing? Ah! 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 I'm melting! Oh, Jesus! Oh, God, why? <laughs> Save him, Lord!
1: How is it that you have nerve endings to feel? <laughs>
0: And then he was gone. Why was he crafted (laughs) to feel pain? (laughs) Well, guys, things are heating up because this is the penultimate episode of our satire TV coverage of Warrior Nun. That's right. And I say things are heating up because it seems like we're getting awfully close to hell. Yes.
1: Yes. Which and is the
0: place that Lilith goes to, it seems.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the Nun Squad is giving them hell at the Vatican.
0: Oh, very nice. Ooh. But, so, this is Warrior Nun uh, that we're talking about today. Season 1, Episode 9, 2 Corinthians. That's 2 Corinthians, not 2 Corinthians. 10-4. Ten four, good buddy.
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk about what that passage is in a minute. But as we're bringing our coverage of Warrior Nun to a close, I just want to remind people that we are watching this show because our patrons voted on it.
0: That's right, and we love our patrons.
1: That's right, and you can become a patron too and support the show if you have the means. You could vote on movies we watch every month, and at different tiers, you could get access to exclusive content, like rewriting history episodes, which are basically our movie pitch episodes. Where
0: very we- <laughs> fun stuff.
1: Yeah. And um, different types of outtakes, episodes, and other fun content. And those
0: outtakes, they're very staid and kind of like plain and not uproarious or uh, laugh-inducing, right? They won't make you, say, spit your beverage all over your monitor or burst out laughing in the streets and
1: public. Actually, I would say it's more like, try not to laugh. It's a challenge. Try not to laugh while you're listening to these outtakes.
2: Doctors hate them. <laughs> yes, very true. And how true it is. But most importantly, maybe most important of all, We'll say your name one time in an episode, (laughs) and let's hope it's a movie you like, (laughs) because you want to hear it, I'm sure. Uh, Oh, I mean, everyone listens to every episode, so don't worry
0: about that. That's right. But if you do want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash swords and satire, take a look around, and join our awesome community
2: of supporters.
1: We're looking forward to having you. And before we jump right
2: back into it, why don't you go and catch up on every other episode of our show and then come back so you don't miss out on it. <laughs> Great idea.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: We'll just sit here and wait. Wow, good job.
1: Yeah, you did it.
2: I can't believe you actually did that. You know I was joking, right? I wasn't joking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, let's stop edging our audience. Why don't we get into talking about the penultimate episode of Warrior Nuns Season 1, 2 Corinthians 10.4.
1: 10.4, good buddy. Here's your summary coming up. So this week in Bible study, we're gonna have you open your Bibles up to Second Corinthians Creek, Ah oh, a bat. <laughs> uh ten four.
0: Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> How many times are we gonna do this dumb joke? It doesn't get old. Breaker breaker one nine? That's a, that's all the CB talk I know.
1: <laughs> the passage reads The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds.
0: Because they're made of and divinium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> these aren't literal strongholds of stone, even though the episode kind of takes it very seriously and literally. I feel like these the show are- <laughs> takes
0: every passage from the Bible very literally.
1: <laughs> these are strongholds in the mind and in the power that is wielded by those in control. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>
0: wow
1: So this is kind of implying Doretti's downfall, I, I feel
0: But So it sounds like there's also some class struggle in
2: this
1: Oh yeah, that's right
2: <laughs> Naturally
1: <laughs> And it I'm sure fantastic. you're going to regale us with those tales in a bit But first, we'll see. Vatican Heist
0: The oh. ultimate class struggle
1: This is the episode <laughs> where it finally goes down
0: Half of it goes down
1: we have the secret nun squad. It's
0: heist half one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. It's, it's the first half.
2: Wait, wait, we need a good Fast and the Furious nun pun. I was thinking, you know, how there's the Star Wars <laughs> renegade. Fast group? and the Furious. Bad habits. Oh! Nice. Oh, that's perfect, actually. I was just thinking about, you know, the Star Wars uh, splinter group of the rebel army, Rogue One. I am familiar with that. just yes. Rogue Nun. Oh, very nice. Rogue Nun. I like it.
1: So we have the secret nun squad, which is, as we all know, Mary, Camilla, Father Vincent, Ava, and Beatrice.
0: All of our favorite nuns.
1: Right. And maybe Lilith. She's kind of the wild card, though.
0: I mean, Lilith is always the wild card. Yeah. But, um...
1: So, they actually are executing their Vatican heist. They are going dressed up-
0: Executing some guards, am I right?
1: (laughs) They go in dressed up as, wait for it, nuns.
0: Oh, they'll never see them coming.
1: Yeah. And Father Vincent, like a priest.
0: Oh, brilliant.
1: Yeah. And, uh... So, they just walk right in. Most of them
0: fit very nicely (laughs) into this role, except for Ava, who is way too excited to be a nun. Yeah. Because she's not actually a nun, technically.
1: Despite uh, being
0: a warrior nun.
1: So, they just walk right in. Perfect heist. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Um. And they knock out some guards, which they probably didn't have to. They didn't have, like, a, a, a cover story or, or anything. They're like,
0: we just want to knock some guards out. Like, it's a heist. If we don't, we're going to feel weird.
2: They, they sneak past the guards and want to hurt them. And so they do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they uh, get to the, like, surveillance control room. And Camilla is going to sit there monitoring all of the uh, monitors. And she is. She's
0: their oracle.
1: Yeah. She's going to tell them what's going on where, and she's going to keep the guards distracted. But Mary is also. She's creating a diversion.
0: (laughs) Mary's going to do this in, I would say, a very Mary fashion. Oh, yeah. Violently.
1: (laughs) So the secret nun squad makes it down into the catacombs or the necropolis, if you will. The city of the dead.
2: I will. I like it to be a bit cuter. (laughs) The Necropolis.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh, are there skeletons down here?
2: Skeletons, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> are
0: they spooky and or scary? Just spooky.
1: That's less scary.
2: Does okay. an angel oh, yeah. want to be melted?
1: Oh, no, what we should say is spooky.
2: Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Very true.
1: Spooky scary skeletons. So <laughs>
2: That way
0: it's not a copyright on us.
1: Uh-oh, Duretti finds out that they're there because he has a magic dominium ring.
0: And what a fucking uh, zoomer he is, like with his cell phone and his cardinal's robes.
1: He acts like he drops a pencil and then like just is sitting there on his phone like he's trying to be um, he's trying to have some subterfuge about that and he he's just like blatantly on his phone like anybody <laughs> looking at him.
0: God is probably down, uh, I'm sorry, God is probably up there going like, fucking you're not going to be Pope with that bullshit.
1: So he warns the evil nun squad that uh, the secret nun squad is there, the Necropolis. And they go to head them off. And they have a little scuffle there with uh, Father Vincent, Ava, and Beatrice. And who comes in to save the day when they're being overwhelmed?
0: God, finally? Satan.
1: God moving through Mother Superion.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Close enough.
1: She helps them get out of the evil nun squad clutches uh, so that Beatrice and Ava can go, go deeper into the catacombs.
0: And dude, Mother Superior's fighting style in this scene is so fucking rad. She is just like, it is that awesome martial arts master who does not have time for your flippy like showy bullshit. She's just like smacking Sister Crimson around with her cane, just like tempting her to try to take it from her. Just whooping ass.
1: She's conserving energy and playing it close to the cuff so that Sister Crimson can't really tell what's going on. It's great. It's like I
2: said, Beatrice hits a nun like 50 times. They're still fighting. No one is knocked out, right? Mother Superion... Moves like five times, someone is knocked out. I'm just saying. It's better. It's better. That's professionalism. Efficient. Yes. Why be evenly matched when you can have overwhelming sheer power? (laughs) We here at Swords and Satire do support Mother Superion. Yes. She loves too much. (laughs) That's right.
1: So Ava and Beatrice make it to the tomb, but they're headed off by Lilith. Who had been at Arctech and found out from the little boy Michael, Jillian's son, that Ava was almost at the tomb. He like has these visions where he knows what Ava's doing.
0: (laughs) Now, let's not skip an important scene, though, earlier in Arctech where Jillian finds some of Lilith's scabs. (laughs) From the previous episode that came off of her um, severe torso wound. Yeah, the
2: stab scab.
0: Yeah, and she's doing some science to these scabs and finding out that they are regenerative. Hmm. From hell.
2: Bad. Bad stab scab.
0: Yeah, they don't seem to like fire, or they like fire too much. I'm not sure, but we suspect that Jillian has some maybe mad scientific designs on the regenerative property of these scabs and her ill son.
2: Yeah, she's mad over the bad stab scab. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. So Lilith goes to stop Ava, but then Mary talks her down. And Ava is making her way through the stone. She finds a Tarrasque skeleton, has to go around it, gets to the center of now, uh, the Now, Chelsea, r-
0: uh, remind the listeners what that Tarasque skeleton is made of.
1: Divinium. That's right. So they find out that Tarrasque... Demons have divinium bones. And there's somebody standing there. There's no bones, but there's somebody standing there. And Ava's like, who are you? And Adriel steps out. And so, I mean, like,
0: there's bones. They're just inside of a body.
1: He doesn't even look aged. He still looks young. So Ava was deceived or everybody was deceived in the historical accounts. And then they leave us on a cliffhanger. So they get... Into the bastards. tomb. So we've got the first part of the heist here in episode nine.
0: Now we're going to have to have the reversed heist in the next episode, right? Getting yep, out.
1: Exactly. And Beatrice kind of said they might have to just blow their way out because she brought a bunch of explosives.
0: Oh, God, this is a fast movie.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. That was a great summary. Why don't we get into the delve? Welcome to The Delve, where we venture deep into the themes, scenes, and lore for Warrior Nun, Episode 9. Guys, this is a big episode. I say that every week, I feel like, but this one really does set up the, what I'm going to say is going to be the probably rousing conclusion of this season. We've got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of reveals. Let's get into it.
1: I would like to start by talking about the supernatural power that we saw building in this episode.
0: God? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're ever hopeful.
0: I'm waiting for that, like, moment when the just classic, like, big white beard, white robes God comes down and is like, this is just the form that I'm taking to make it easier on all of you.
1: So Ava is so focused on conserving her power to get through, what, 30 feet of stone?
0: That's nothing.
1: That she actually doesn't really use her power for much except for that in this episode. Who we really see popping off is Lilith.
0: Oh, we see her popping off all right. Teleporting around the place, having demon claws, (laughs) you know, little things.
1: Yeah, so she's like slowly transforming into something else. Something better. Mm -hmm. They have footage Mm -hmm. of her well as she's recuperating at ArcTech and they're kind of jumping back between her there and the heist.
0: She's also getting some very stylish white streaks in her hair.
1: Yep. And it's indicating that she's
0: becoming much cooler.
1: Right. And it seems like her first phasing attempts are involuntary. She's just doing that. And just as she's walking (laughs) down a hallway, she'll phase out and then come back in.
0: Listen, the first time you phase, it happens out of nowhere. You wake up, you thought you were in bed, and you're, you know, in the bathtub or... In the old rock quarry. Like, it happens to all of us when we first start phasing.
1: And if you haven't asked your parents about it, you're going to have to have the conversation with your mom or dad or parent.
2: Always awkward. You're going to start growing deadly weapons in new places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Hair, a color that your hair was not before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Lilith seems to have a supernatural ability to understand where she needs to be at any given time i don't know if it's her ability michael
0: Michael tells her where to go
1: but she's drawn to him that's fair i don't know if it's her ability or just plot convenience
0: (laughs) a little from column a little from column b
1: but um she eventually is able to teleport all the way into the catacombs of the vatican in rome
0: From From, Arctech.
1: Yeah. Which which is is in in Spain.
0: Oh, is it in Spain? I was like, America? Right, it is in Spain. But everyone there is British or American. I know. You know, like a Spanish company would be.
1: (laughs) And yeah, when she's there, like Jamie said, we see her growing claws. Clickety-clackety claws. When Sister Crimson is threatening her, Lilith is like, you don't know who you're fucking with.
0: And then, boom, classic movie throat slit. Yep. I think Sister Crimson might be dead, guys.
1: D-E-D, dead.
2: I mean, maybe not, but... It's important to note as well that Lilith moved way fast. Preternaturally fast? Yeah, so fast you're like, whoa. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, that's <clears throat> fast. We yeah. know
1: she has super hu- human healing capabilities too, kinda like Ava. I think this just further supports Jack Jack's suspicion that it's like she's the reverse halo bearer. She's like the Infernium Halo bearer. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. Okay,
0: so if Divinium if, if Infernium is the opposite of Divinium, what's the opposite of a Halo? Because that's what I guess she's got. Uh, de, uh, Infernium horns?
2: Yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah. That'd be cool. That it's would like, be It cool. seems like it's in her blood or in but then her again, flesh.
0: Now that we find out that Terrasque bones are made of divinium.
1: I know. That has some wild implications.
0: Maybe the Infernium was the
2: divinium we had all along. Yes. I have to say there was something very unholy about the divinium skeleton. <laughs> when Ava's... Uh, okay, well, aside from it being a literal <laughs> demon skeleton. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Slightly unholy. Something uh, kind of, like, shows how thick, but not, like, thick, but, like, thick in the head, right? Yeah. That Ava <laughs> can be. When she's in the wall, she sees a tarasque skeleton, right? Yeah. She's, like... Who built a terrace skeleton out of divinium and put it <laughs> in this wall? It's like, Ava, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and Beatrice is like, like being the smart one. And she's like, well, what if it's actually the reverse is the case where they did not make it out of divinium, but rather it is divinium by nature. It's like, oh, no. And was just <laughs> inside the wall like, whoa, bro. She's not
1: even listening. She's just like, I'm going to go around it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Beatrice is sitting back there. That's like right
0: at the uh, giant tarasque demon skeleton.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Beatrice is sitting back there just like kind of popping off like, oh, and what would this mean for the demonic forces? And what does this mean when we reach the angel's bones? And it probably died trying to go through the stone itself. The divinium allowed it to come through, and it was trying to get to Adriel's bones.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> so she's figuring all this out while Ava's just little like... little
0: theology while her friend is phasing through a wall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're probably going to see what's going on with that when she gets a chance to talk to Adriel in the next episode.
0: I certainly hope so, because, wow, lots of wild implications.
1: Yeah, I mean, why is he allowing himself to be interred there?
2: It's just a vacation. (laughs) Maybe. You know how it is. Uh, Probably some Christian martyr bullshit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I had
2: to lock myself away. For the something-something good of all humanity. (laughs) Well, he's
1: probably guarding something.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. His virginity. My body is a nuclear bomb, so I locked myself... Okay, now that I get. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And if the Halo ever came in here, we'd all be fucked. Hey. (laughs) Funny story.
1: (laughs) How's it going? I'm the new warrior nun. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Just explosions in <So>, space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so there's a, I don't, I don't know if confusing is a word. There's some interesting stuff going on when Lilith first gets to the Vatican and like confronts, well, not when she first gets there. That's when she murders Sister Crimson. When she gets and catches up with Ava and the others, she says that the Halo cannot enter Adriel's tomb Or something bad is going to happen.
1: Well, she specifically says Adriel's bones and the halo can't be in the same room together.
0: Yeah. But she says that, and then Mary puts her in a uh, friendly (laughs) chokehold and has a little heart-to-heart with her. And it's like, you're not thinking clearly. Like, we need to get your, your mind, you know, set straight and remember that you're our sister and everything. But... What was Lilith talking about? Because after she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. But she did say that the halo and the bones shouldn't be together. That seemed like a lucid moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: This scene was pretty frustrating. Yeah, Jack was not having this. It, I was writhing. It
1: seemed like she was acting off of instinct. Like, she just knew it, but she didn't know how or why.
2: But- yeah, sort of ultra instinct moment there. But, uh... Oh, it hurts so much. Just when Lilith shows up, clearly has something to say, but and to give the benefit of a doubt to Ava and Mary and Beatrice, Lilith does have a violent history when it comes to Ava. She does. She tried to kill and mutilate her a few times. Ava, I think, says something to the effect of, like, I thought we were over this or something. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all making assumptions. Lilith shows up, says, don't put the Halo in the room with the bones, and they're like, you're just trying to kill me again. Yeah, She's (laughs)
1: not attacking her, she's just trying to stop her.
2: So the fact that, okay, the moment Lilith showed up, they stopped listening to anything she had to say. Yeah. They're just like, oh, Lilith is here. That's a fucking problem. Yeah, right? I didn't like that. Time to kick her ass, right? Yeah. It was like, wait, she just said something really important. Yeah. But it, again, it was like Lilith could have not said a word. And they would have assumed what she was there for and tried to fight her, right? Yeah. So that, it's like communication was never an option.
1: They didn't let her speak, but also Lilith was being frustratingly vague and not saying like that she wasn't trying to hurt Ava, that she was just there to warn them. Lilith
0: Lilith is like, I need to tell you something, but I also can't interfere with the plot. I
1: know. I was going to say, unfortunately, I think that's more of a plot contrivance than anything about the characters
2: yes if you look in the background you can literally see people er, (laughs) the writers erasing the useful lines of dialogue from the scene (laughs) so the reason that you can't have the halo and the bones
0: together scratch 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 yeah (laughs) conflict just and 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 of course
2: (laughs) and they fight
1: (laughs) yes i know
2: yeah. And then Mary gives this whole speech, which is very nice about how they're sisters and how, you know, we fought, but we're still here for each other and we care for each other, which, which was, is like the thesis of this episode. Yeah. It's very nice, but so irrelevant to the situation. It's like you're being nice, but also you just stop. But right? also you're not listening also, to your sister. Cut it out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with that later. <laughs> And so we're gonna deal with the consequences of miscommunication next episode. I think so. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um another big theme in this episode is about trust, like it has been the whole time. Uh, but it's also about cooperation and friends and family kind of all working together. Did
2: you say family? Family. Is that Dom?
1: <laughs> yeah, so
2: oh, Divinium Carr. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They kind of, they're working together more. They are are treating each other more like friends or or family. And Beatrice talks to Ava about her instinct to run away. And that meaning that it makes it hard for others to trust her.
0: And to be fair, that is Ava's main response to trouble and i mean it makes sense given that ava's never really had the opportunity to have the autonomy to make a choice like whether to fight or flee Mm -hmm. before and now or at least you know not since the accident that took away her ability to have that autonomy
1: yeah so it's it starts out by being important to her to be able to make that choice but then she does listen to Beatrice in this episode and she says, "You know, that's fair and I do want to help out." She she does want to be a part of the team. So I think that Beatrice She's excited to get
0: her nun outfit. Yeah.
1: I think that Beatrice's words kind of sink in and ring true for her.
2: I still just love really thick headed Ava. The idea of her just uh, of Beatrice being like, "You know what? I think you are becoming more of us every day." And she's like, wait, you're a lesbian? <laughs> <It's
1: just> like... <laughs> and she dies inside. Yeah, yeah, every time. <laughs>
0: Poor Beatrice is like, oh, I'm trying to flirt with you and it's just not working. <laughs> yeah. It,
2: I think the show's interesting the way they'll make that, like, a big theme in one episode and then they'll let it sort of slide, like, more into, like, just being an ambient thing rather than just continually beating the same theme, yeah,
1: yeah, over
0: they the- they they jump around in their themes, but they are consistent with which themes they tend yeah. to track in each episode, what and I like mean- trust is a big one in this one,
2: yeah, what I mean to say is last episode they focused a lot on like the affection and how Beatrice has, reads the story about homosexuality is a homosexual person. And then in this episode, they don't linger on it. Like it doesn't become the defining characteristic of her from that point on. right? Like some shows might do.
1: So I think that's probably for the best. Like that's better writing anyway.
2: I think the show has been very good about that type of
0: stuff. Yeah, definitely. For the most part. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe across the board.
2: Yeah.
1: But um the idea of trust in this show and, and this episode is closely tied to personal responsibility. And like each person in a team carrying their weight and others trusting in that each member of the team will be will carry that responsibility of like what they're supposed to accomplish for the team the goals that everybody's working towards. And each person contributing something for the good of all of the people in the team
0: yeah like beatrice has got her knowledge of physics and explosives and ava has her ability to teleport and mary has her blind rage (laughs) and extreme violence camilla (laughs) no i'm sorry focused rage i should say
1: camilla is their tech expert i guess
0: yeah that's right
1: but um Something else, a little tidbit, a little lore that we find out in this episode is that Mother Superion used to be a warrior nun. Oh,
0: shit. That's right. Yeah. Big reveal.
1: She and Ava have a little bonding moment over that.
0: And by big reveal, I mean her back is revealed and we see a halo scar.
2: Yep. It's really interesting. You saying, well, you saying Ava is a pure creature, we've sort of talked about that on the show. The way she just sort of lives her best self, you know?
1: She lives Moss.
2: Yeah, she does Mm -hmm. live Moss. When she sees Mother Superion has the halo scar on her back, Ava doesn't say anything. She just reaches out and starts touching it. Yeah, not appropriate.
1: No, but Mother Superion kind of flinches, but then she's like, the jig is up and so she just fesses to it and kind of resigns herself.
0: Yeah. Now, here's what I like. Now, this scene is really good. I I thought this is interesting. We haven't had a chance to explore this yet. But after they're done talking about the very little they say about Mother Superior's history, when the others are coming, Ava like covers up Mother Superior's back and like makes it so nobody else is going to see it. I thought oh, that was that's a nice interesting little bit of character that Ava doesn't want like, Ava probably feels a little awkward having this secret now. She doesn't want to reveal it to everybody. She's she not should. like, hey, guys, Mother Superion was also a warrior nun. Well, she she shows, has
1: tact. Yeah, she so shows some um, emotional intelligence there. Nice. But um, they also reveal something else in their conversation, because Mother Superior is getting emotional, and she said that, the Halo rejected her.
0: Yes, I mean, so I don't it know what does exactly.
1: seemed to have a mind of its own. It it can it chooses the person that it bonds with. She said, "Right." So Ava is chosen. That yeah, I mean, and she tells Ava that she admits it to her, and Ava that really seems to like give her some confidence.
0: I I would say some much needed confidence to like see the job through.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make her feel like she belongs. That's part of being a team is feeling like you belong there.
0: Yes. Now, on a related note, though, there's also some dialogue as Ava and Beatrice are going into the catacombs where Beatrice reveals that, or it gets revealed, that Beatrice has brought enough explosives to blow open the vault if Ava doesn't go through with the plan. Mm-hmm. And Ava's kind of heard it first, like, you didn't trust me. And and Beatrice is just like, I needed a contingency plan. If something didn't go right, if you ran or whatever, we're doing this. We got to go. And it's kind of a, a little bit of tension, but it passes pretty quickly. But it goes back to this theme of trust and, you know, how much you can put your trust in other people while also having to prepare for what's going to come regardless of if somebody else is going to be there to help you.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Isn't it cool how they have that good communication? (laughs) And then a few minutes later, uh (laughs) uh-oh. They used up all their good communication for the day.
0: I mean, I think it just shows that Beatrice is a um, go-getter. Yes. (laughs) And you know what? They also point out, like, if something else goes wrong, if, you know, this can be out of concern for Ava, because... They are worried that with the tight timetable, if anything went wrong, Ava might be stuck in the tomb without enough energy to get back out.
1: Do you think she's still going to destroy the bones? (laughs)
2: Like break Adriel's body? Could she? Just like (laughs) jellify his bones.
1: Because he's not actually mortal like they were led to believe. He's not an old man. And even if he were, he couldn't live for that long in the tomb. I mean,
0: you don't know that.
1: He looks like a thirty-something-year-old <laughs> person, and he's been in there for thousands of years, or hundreds of years at least.
2: At least, te- uh, at least eight thousand, right? Yeah. Maybe ever since he saved the world by empowering the Crusades. Oh god. Okay, so not a thousand years then. A few hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting point.
0: Um, I mean, I'm thinking it's possible that Adriel might be able to strip ava of the halo
1: i know he could he he bestowed it upon a human he could take it away again
0: and we don't know what that's gonna mean if it's gonna mean it kills ava if it just reverts her back to her paraplegic state
1: does he have the power to take it from her if he gave up that power for the halo bear
0: he gave up the power but they said that when he gave up the power he became mortal and clearly that's it does not seem to be the case unless this is some kind of illusion Oh. Also possible. We Uh, don't know. A trick, as it were. Yes.
1: So I think we need to talk about... A
0: bit of prestidigitation. (laughs) The
1: red robes in the room. And that's Duretti.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, Mr. Cell Phone himself.
1: (laughs) So he's (laughs) there executing his plan for a power grab. He's trying to influence people to vote for him. So here's my hope.
0: Here's my hope. So we we get this scene where they're all going in. All the cardinals are going in for the council to elect the new pope. And we see like Father Doretti or Cardinal Doretti putting his name on a piece of paper and like putting it into the box. My hope is that they go and tally. <laughs> and it's like, OK, you know, Father Doretti, one vote. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's just the end of his plot
1: that would be pretty great i would
2: really love that he's just humiliated out of the church
1: <laughs> well it's
2: especially embarrassing because he's the first cardinal to put his vote in the ballot it gives the speech about like oh you know god ultimately decides and uh, who am i to say if you know Whoever gets elected, he sort of like, he nudges another cardinal who uh, looks uncomfortable uh. and moves further away. And then he's just like, just saying, I know who I'm voting for. <laughs> yeah, what if Doretti is widely
0: hated by all the cardinals? <laughs> or mean, just unknown? What if they're just like, who, who is this guy? Honestly,
1: <laughs> we don't know that the corruption in the church stops with him.
0: No. We and don't.
1: I think we're getting into class struggle territory here, Jamie.
0: Did you say class struggle?
2: Whoa.
1: So there's an assumption behind this whole episode.
0: That God is watching. <laughs> hmm?
1: The whole reason that the secret nun squad feels like they have to use subterfuge and sabotage to complete what they feel is a just mission and to oppose Doretti because they aren't willing to go through legitimate channels. They have no faith.
2: (laughs) In the church.
1: Yeah.
2: Ironic.
1: (laughs) Doretti symbolizes all that is bad and corrupt with organized religion, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) The bureaucracy. Yeah. The patriarchy. The bullshit dickery.
1: All of the members of the nun squad are female. Father Vincent is aiding them, but he's not a nun. But he'll
0: kick some ass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But so to ready.
0: He could be a warrior nun for all we know.
1: Toretti wants to get a nun squad and a warrior nun that are loyal to him that he can control.
0: Yeah. Boo! <gasps> fuck Toretti.
1: So he wants mm-hmm. this special class of warrior women that he has power over and can control.
0: Absolutely. So
1: this is the class struggle I was talking about.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Um, so the whole organization is corrupt. And that's the whole reason that they need to do this heist, because he's the one in power. They have no faith that anybody else will support them. And the whole papacy and all of the cardinals are all male.
0: You said papacy. (laughs) Mm.
1: And so they are in positions of the church to have power and control over where people's faith goes, the direction that the church takes, and the whole organization yeah,
0: and, and there's this whole, like, hierarchy, even with, like, Father Vincent, who I think we all agree, pretty cool, good dude, trusts his uh, members of the OCS, but he is supposed to be in charge of them, ahead, of above even, like, Mother Superion, whose name seems to imply that she is the god-emperor of the planet Earth. <laughs> But, you know, uh, Vincent is kind of their boss and Doretti is Vincent's boss. Yes. This conspiracy goes all the way to the top. And that patriarchal portrayal of God that I jokingly alluded to earlier.
1: Mm -hmm. And so he is going to try to ensure that that power structure stays in place and actually is probably even more codified.
0: Oh, man, what if in the final episode, Mother Superion gets named Pope? (laughs) That would be sick as hell. I know. She just kicks down the fucking door to the uh, Cardinal's Council. And is just like, I have something to say.
1: And, you know, the angel that bestowed the power upon Ava is also male.
0: Yes, and we don't like, we only know a version of the story of Adriel that's passed down in the history books. We don't know what actually happened. I assume that in the next episode, we're going to find out some interesting tidbits about what really went down.
1: Yeah, and we don't know if that was a bit of intentional subterfuge in the history books or if it was a terrible or a typical game of telephone where things just changed over time and people forgot what really happened.
0: Or were yeah, I mean I think it's probably lies. Sex lies and uh bible tape.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. So the war the um nun squad have no faith that their opinion and their counsel will be heard. No, in so a, they gotta go deal male, with those
2: demons themselves. Yeah,
1: in a male dominated patriarchal organization.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting use of fantasy. That men hold positions over women in society. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what a wild
0: made-up reality that is. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's why I want to see the Mother Superior on Pope. I think a Lady Pope would be hype.
0: That would would be very cool, and I am here for it.
2: I think it's strange that women can be saints, but not hold positions of power in the papacy.
0: Yeah, strange, right? Odd. What an odd quirk. Yes. Must,
1: must have overlooked it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess nobody thought about it. and They're like, oops.
1: Somebody suggested it once under their breath, but you know. So they, they said
2: psych. Yeah. That was the problem. Right. Yeah. Pope said, yeah, we'll do it with the fingers crossed behind the back. So, Oof. yeah, yeah. But so there is an important
0: moment where we see the black smoke rising. And that means, for those of you who are not versed in Catholic lore, that a new pope has
2: been chosen.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And the bells were tolling.
2: Do we know why the black smoke rises out of the chimney? (laughs) Are you asking me as somebody who was
0: ostensibly raised Catholic but not actually? Uh, yeah are they like cremating the last pope? <laughs> I think it's more of a
2: symbolic thing, but
1: they i'm they burn a fire in a special fireplace, and everybody knows where to look. yeah,
2: <laughs> all I'm saying is black smoke sounds like a bad omen to me yeah. being from California. <laughs> I have two more things to say. Okay. Let's talk about them. The first thing I want to say is they reveal where the church has been getting divinium this whole time. The only source of <gasps> divinium is from Adriel's armor, That's which they've right. melted down.
1: As far as they know, but we yeah. lear- they learned that the Tarask bones are made of divinium too.
2: It's true. How many
0: lies like, have this church been built upon?
1: To be fair, as of this... Point before they found that out, that they only got it from the armor. But there yeah.
2: was enough to make the shield. Mm-hmm. We had the halo, there are divinium swords and knives and bullets and arrows. 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 Enough to feed your son so he <laughs> yeah. doesn't die. Well,
0: it's just, he just has a little specks, I think.
2: Yeah, but a lot throughout his body. True. Well, maybe not a ton, but enough to glow. Kind of like Tony
0: Stark's arc reactor keeping the shrapnel out of his heart. But the shrapnel is in his heart. Yes, <laughs> he's
1: not human anymore.
0: Yeah, Michael.
1: Yeah,
2: or Tony Stark.
1: He's not all human anyway. Michael.
2: He's divine. <laughs> yeah, he's a little boy prophet now. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's something. Else. Yeah, where's he
2: getting those psychic powers from, guys? Divinium. Divinium.
0: Ah, divinium. and where does divinium come from? Demons. Yeah.
1: Oh shit.
0: Or angels. Or angels. What if demons are just devils and devils are just fallen angels and fallen angels are just angels who have (laughs) fallen. (laughs) (laughs) Who were kept
1: down under the boot of the divine order. That's
0: right. Angels were the original uh, class strugglers. Yeah. I guess the original class traitors. And then that means devils or fallen angels are... Like the proletariat. <laughs> it works. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they rose up against the tyrannical capitalist overlord, in this case, God. Mm-hmm.
2: Divinium. Mm-hmm. Yes. It just seems like they have a lot of it if it only came from Adriel's armor. Maybe it was like plate mail. Even then. Even then. They use it pretty liberally.
1: Yeah, especially as whatever
2: with the kaiju. Whoa!
1: (laughs) Especially as projectiles, like a lot of those, a lot of those would be lost.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, they gotta pull it out of every course.
1: Oh god, that's something they don't show on the show. Is the cleanup crew
2: waste not want? I mean, I'm sure if Ava really focused on it, she could pull all the bullets back toward herself. Holy
1: shit! And she destroyed that divinium blade. She doesn't understand what a. (laughs)
2: <laughs> she could probably control Rare Divinium, thing yeah, Divinium but she
1: destroyed. But now
0: they know they can just fucking murder some Terasks and they get all the Divinium they
2: want. Also, there's barely any Divinium and Duretti has a big fat ring of the stuff. It's like, alright. Yeah, what a dick. Okay.
1: Yeah, wait a minute. If <laughs> Tarasks are made of Divinium, why does Divinium hurt them?
2: Oh, well, divinium hurts the halo bear. Well, here's the thing.
1: Oh, if, that's if
0: somebody stabs you with a bone spear, it can still kill you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right.
2: Also, there are ingots of pure refined divinium in the secret room back at the cat's cradle. So they're just lousy with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the
0: thing. Maybe people were just way bigger back then. Yeah, you're right. People were not way bigger
2: back then. <laughs> yeah. No. If Adriel helped them beat the demons in the Crusades, and they were like, oh... And that's all he did. Yeah, and they were like, oh, you saved us. It would be like that meme format We're like, oh, thank God you saved us. It's like, I wouldn't say saved, more like under new management, right? Oh, boy. Because I- uh. <laughs> Adriel's a crusader. I think that makes him a sketchy individual. So you think Adriel Uh, might be the rock upon which this church was made? I'm just saying, if Adriel opened up with some real, real offensive shit next episode, I would would not be surprised. In fact, I would feel validated. Nice. (laughs) All right, guys, we've
0: said a lot about this episode. I think we should probably move on to our final thoughts. All right, a lot of big stuff happened in this episode. We've talked a lot about it. Let's just get out anything else we want before we talk about the final episode in two weeks.
1: So I like where Jack was going with um, kind of breaking down Adriel's character here because Lilith was trying to warn Ava not to send the Halo... Halo! (laughs) Halo! (laughs) Halo!
0: The halo bear!
2: (laughs) I really hope that's Adriel's voice.
0: Oh Oh
1: my god. Would
0: Uh, this voice please you, Ava?
2: (laughs) 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 Oh my god, he's so fucking hot.
1: (laughs) Lilith was warning Ava not to send the halo into the tomb with Adriel's bones. She didn't say anything more, but... The fact that she knows something based on her time in hell. Or wherever. And the fact that Adriel was supposed to be mortal and dead, but then somehow he's here. And the Tarasks are made of divinium. I think that there is something more to this. Like, I think Adriel could be a fallen angel.
0: That seems possible. Ooh. I think Adriel is JC. And that was him coming to Ava in disguise in a form that she would find pleasing.
1: There was that episode where he was cloaked and running after her and she ran away from him, scared, and he didn't say anything to her.
0: Yeah, creeper shit.
1: Yeah. And then they just fucking dropped that? So that's my prediction
0: for the final episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, what if Adriel this whole time is a fallen angel because he is the one keeping the demons anchored here. He's the power in the Vatican.
0: Yeah. No, that's a great point.
1: And the whole reason that the church exists, and Father Vincent admitted this too, is to be the light uh, that people can come to in a dark world, but they keep the demons around so that the world stays dark so people keep coming to them for that light.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to uh, maintain your monopoly on people's faith.
1: So they are producing the disease and the cure, basically.
0: Hmm. I don't like this metaphor, given the year.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, I didn't mean to imply that. It was just a simple (laughs) way to explain it. So this is the story in the show, at any rate. So we know that is like a big reason why things are the way they are with the church in this world and the sister nuns are the strong arm of the church and like jack was saying adriel gave his halo to help christians win in the crusades and he it was to shed more blood and to create more strife and He's still there. So some something some lies are going on here too. And we don't know that the halo is from like a greater divine source or if it is infernium itself.
0: I mean it could be greater. <laughs> the greater evil.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying
2: like he didn't give the first halo bearer a gift to turn enemies into friends, you know what I'm saying? No.
1: Right.
0: He gave them a gift to turn enemies into piles of goo. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: A sword, maybe to stop demons? Yeah, but the sword is cutting the head off the humans also. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. I'm just saying,
2: uh, maybe a weapon is not the best thing to spread good morals on. Who can say?
1: they... Try telling
2: that to the Crusaders, am I right? To my Second Amendment rights, am I right?
1: Ava didn't want to fight. She wanted to be a protector, more like a shield, like we were talking about before. Yes. And they kept trying to get her to be a sword for them, and she didn't want to do that. She
0: imagined herself as more of a Captain America type.
1: She wanted to destroy the bones to take away the need for the Nun Squad and the Halo Bearer. She was saying through her vision with Shannon in the last episode, that the whole mission is wrong. Right. The mission <laughs> Correct. is corrupt. That mission was given to humans by Adriel. You're
0: right. Boom. Chelsea You're just right. flipped the table. We're not we weren't even sitting at a table <laughs> and Chelsea just flipped it. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah.
1: So this it's going to go down next episode, guys.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's true.
1: They're going to be fighting a fucking angel. Probably a fallen angel.
2: Boss battle time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Lilith and Ava working back to back. Demon and angel.
1: Hell yeah. I would love or that. Or
2: Tiefling and Azamar.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Two great flavors that go great together. Yes.
1: That would be awesome.
2: I have a final thought as well. It's a little less less flushed out. But you remember how if you just pump a ton of electricity into the halo, it gets more power? Yeah. Just put a little bit of plutonium in a backpack, slap that shit on Ava, plug it into the halo. She can run all the way through the earth. You know what I'm saying? I thought you were, were going to say that Beatrice was going to like show up with a car battery and
0: some jumper cables.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, put some like highly deadly radioactive material Hook it right up to that halo, and Ava never has to come out of the ground again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's
0: usually the case with most of us if we get hooked up to too much radiation. Yeah. We never
2: have to come out of the ground again. huh? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just saying, people used to eat radium candy because it glows, and they said it must be good for you. Right. <laughs> Divinium glows around Ava. And that's good for her.
0: So you're saying this whole show has been a metaphor for a nuclear war?
2: Yes. I'll buy it. Vatican should denuclearize.
0: (laughs) You going to say this is a prequel to Fallout. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm just really excited to see what happens in the final episode. It's been a great journey. I think that the storytelling has still been consistently very fun. The character portrayals—I I said in the last few episodes—they seem to get stronger as the season goes on. I really hope that that translates into the upcoming season two that I believe is in the works right now. Now that these actors have really gotten into these characters and they're honing the story in a really interesting way, and yeah, I'm really hoping for like the final boss battle against the fallen angel. I'm down for that. I'm here for it. Me too.
1: It sounds awesome. I'm 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 stoked.
0: Yeah. So here's my hope, because the show has set up these themes of family and found family and like sticking together. I hope that in the final episode, all of the nun squad, the OCS have to come together to use their individual strengths in unison to defeat Doretti for sure, Adriel maybe, and anything else that uh, the world throws at them.
1: Yeah. Me I want
0: too. I really want the show to emphasize yes. Ava has this incredible physical strength, but it is really the fact that people came together and believed in her and were willing to work as a team.
1: Right. That it's, matters. It's through our allies and friends that we can really accomplish great things.
0: Precisely. Cooperation and teamwork should be The final kind of um, lionized
2: qualities or or features that bring the show together.
1: That's my hope as well.
2: And I really want to see Ava interacting more with Michael, someone she should be able to really relate to. Yes. Because she was kept in a bed and he's locked in a room.
0: Yeah, there's some great parallels there. I don't know if we're going to see that in the final episode or if it's going to be a season two type of thing. It'll be very interesting.
1: And Michael said he feels better when Ava's around.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. physically
1: better. He feels she
0: she better. seems to have a effect on the people around her. A positive effect, I would mm-hmm. say. And we'll see if my predictions about JC were right. I think they're pretty wild, but I, I don't see how <laughs> else he's going to show up again in this final episode.
1: Either he's gonna show up or he's a loose end that they just dropped
0: (laughs) i mean that's gonna be a more logical one because he was kind of freaked out by the whole terrorist thing yeah so i think i'm just like uh spitballing crazy crap but we'll see
2: i had a concerned look on my face just now because i was thinking like oh they have to feed or like inject michael with divinium to keep him alive What if they just do tarasque bone transplants into him? Oh, my God. Tarasque grafts? Yes. Oh, Michael, you have a very infernal structure to your body that I don't remember last year at school. Thank you. I feel much better now. (laughs) I'm just imagining his skin incredibly stretched over a whole (laughs) king's (laughs) skeletal
1: frame. Oh, God.
0: Well, on that note, I think we should wrap it up here. (laughs) Leave that uh, horrifying image to be your final thought for the episode. But as always, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at Swords and Satire. We've been having a great time talking about Warrior Nun with all of you, and we hope you will tune in for the final episode and then hear our thoughts on it in two weeks.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It's so much fun to keep making this content for you, and we're glad you're out there having a good time with us.
0: And if you want to keep up with what we're doing, uh, the movies we're going to be watching, just what we're up to, you can follow us on social media, at Swords and Satire, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: And like we said, you could support us on Patreon if you have the means. Patreon.com slash Swords and Satire. And you get... Exclusive content at all tiers, and you get to vote on the movies we watch every month.
2: That's right. But if you don't have a few more bucks to slide over to your favorite podcasters... (laughs) What you could do is join the Catholic Church oh, and God. slowly make your way up through the ranks until you become a high-ranking cardinal
1: or a pope.
2: Years later, the pope, the pope <laughs> unfortunately passes away. There's a vote on who the next pope is going to be. You're voting by ballot, You're anonymously. A pope waiting. Anonymously putting in your votes, but instead of putting in a vote, you write down "Listen to Swords and Satire" on your preferred podcasting app, and then we'll nod at you, do like the upward nod of acknowledgement, and then and a little
1: wink, a little winky there. Yeah, yeah,
2: and you'll do it back, and we'll know, we'll know. Also, <laughs> you know, the Cardinals will be like, "What?"
1: <laughs> it's an inside joke; they wouldn't get it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Unless they listen, that that's good too.
1: Some of them are just like.
2: Hey. Yeah. Still
0: We're very popular on, in the church hierarchy, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> in Latin, still waiting on that cat's episode. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Pulls that priest collar <laughs> nervously. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, next
2: week we are going
0: to be talking about The Witcher,
1: yeah. Nightmare
0: of the Wolf, the new animated. Special for our, or yeah, feature film, feature length animated film on one of our favorite series. Yeah,
1: I'm so psyched for that. And you should be too. This is going to be great.
0: Yeah. But until then, Hail, Hail Chrome!